welcome to The Happy Writer, a show about creating and sustaining a long-term author career. My name is Patty Jansen, writer of science fiction and fantasy. I've published independently since 2011. This show covers motivation, diversification, learning new skills and your place in your career. Come on in and be happy. In this episode of The Happy Writer, I'm going to be talking about everyone's favorite subject, keeping on top of your book admin. I'll be talking about ways to streamline the admin things that you do, the reasons that you should do them, and the little tricks that will make it easier for you. But first, a definition. By book admin, I mean maintaining two types of records. One, the book file itself including the cover, front matter and back matter. Two, maintaining information about the book. The links at retailer sites, the book's web pages, a link to the cover image and the book's metadata. Why do you even need to maintain the book files? I mean, you upload them once and they should stay the same forever, right? There are all kinds of reasons for doing this, but the most important is this because you can change them after publication. This is an advantage we have over traditionally published books, which are much more static. The reason you should change book data is not just because you have to update errors. In fact, if you edited your book, that should only be a very small part of it. Mostly, you'll be uploading new files because you want to change the front matter or back matter and occasionally the cover. Why would you do this? As I have said in previous episodes, the metadata play an important part in the discoverability of your book. The book's front and back matter all contain links to other books you've written or your website. They may contain links about places to sign up or which book to read next. You may want to revisit these occasionally to make sure that they are still current. When you do so, especially if you have not updated them for a number of years. You will probably be horrified to find old and dead links left in there or sign-up pages that no longer exist or offers that are no longer valid. Of course, the best way to set this up is not to enter any links that you know will expire or not to enter data that you know is going to be superseded when a new book comes out. But it's easy to slip up or realize this only later. Also, retailer links change. Rarely, but they do. Sign-up page links may change because you change provider or because you change the link structure on your website. If you think a little bit about what links you will add in the back matter, keeping your books up to date will be much easier, but that's all very easy to say in hindsight. So, you have to fix dead links. It's much less important that your back matter mentions all the books you have published than that the books that you do mention still have live links that work. When a reader comes to a retailer page, they will see that you have since published other books. Your website is always the easiest link to include in this back matter. Presumably, it doesn't change, and simply putting a link to your website 
means that you can change whatever is displayed on your website without having to update all your books. But don't assume that you will never want to update them. Updating just has to be kept to a minimum. So let's talk a bit about keeping all this information current over a number of different publishing accounts with different retailers. One of the reasons that people say that they don't want to go wide is that there is so much more admin when you're maintaining a book catalogue on five or more sites over just maintaining it on one. This seems pretty indisputable. You have to maintain accounts across the board, upload your books everywhere, and there is indeed a bit more work involved. But if you're smart about it, it shouldn't take a lot of extra work. Especially not when you consider all the benefits of being wide, spreading your material to as wide an audience as possible. But there is no way around the fact that you have to do some work initially. It's best to do this right from the beginning, but if you're going wide after you've always been exclusive to Amazon before, you'll have to open accounts at all these places. But this is something you only need to do once. Just gather all the necessary paperwork, including your tax ID, and make the accounts. To be honest, it's a really good idea to do this anyway, just to stake out your plot of real estate on the retailers to make sure that no one else can upload your books on your behalf. And if they do, it's relatively easy to ask them to take them down because you're already known with this retailer. Just as an aside, if you're exclusive to Amazon, it would still pay to occasionally pay a visit to the other retailers to check that scammers haven't pirated your books and put them on other retailers. Yes, this happens. For this reason alone, it's probably a good idea to have an account, because then they already know who you are. Maybe you can also upload a few of the books, but not make them live. Once you have the accounts, simply log into one retailer account at a time and upload all your books at once. In case you have 10 books and you find this too much effort, I'd like to tell you that I did this for 60 books recently. It becomes a matter of uploading one after the other. You only have to do this once. It doesn't all need to be done on the same day. But this isn't the type of book admin I'm talking about. I'm talking about how to streamline making changes to your book files or keeping the listings of your books on your website current. The thought of having to do this can be a little overwhelming. There are so many links and so much information. The most simple way to deal with this type of admin is to deal with it in a central place. Instead of links to all your books in the back matter, just link to the next one in the series and direct them to your website for the rest. It's good to create a single page where readers can see all your books in one go. I do, however, keep a complete list of all my books in the back of all the other books. I don't update this all the time, but if there is a reason to update some books, I simply add this new list. I keep a master list in a file called template in vellum and simply copy across the part that lists all my books. Why should you keep updating your front matter and your back matter? even if you don't change the book itself. 
wouldn't it be easier to just link to your website and be done with it? It would, but your front matter and back matter are the most important real estate you have. The people who see these calls to action are the ones most receptive to doing whatever it is you want them to do. So you might decide periodically to swap things up. You can only ask them for one thing, like review the book, or buy the next book, or sign up to your mailing list, or stuff like that. I periodically swap these things out just to change things up a little bit. If you want more reviews on your book, you ask people to review it. Vellum has a handy feature where with each book you can fill in the codes that make up the URL at the particular websites so that the reader gets taken there automatically. Vellum also has the option to give you a separate file for each retailer which will contain the relevant link. You can just link the book back to itself rather than to the next book. This is quite good for getting reviews. So for anything that happens in your book file, keep a central master copy and keep it in a separate directory for production files that you will upload to retailers. This is the master file where you make any corrections or change front matter or back matter. If you want to see what time you last uploaded a new version, simply look at the date you created this file. Now, what about your website? For the website and other administration, I keep information about my books in a spreadsheet, one row per book. What do I put in the columns of the spreadsheet? The title, of course, the series, the number in the series, links to each of the retailers. In case of Amazon, I keep the ASIN as well because ad sites often ask for it. Then I also keep links at a whole host of other retailers including the URL of the book's page on my website and links to places where people can buy the audiobooks. If you're exclusive to ACX for audio, don't forget that your book will be on Apple as well, so find that link. Then I keep links to Scribd, which is a non-exclusive subscription service, and a link to where people can buy the print book. In my case, this is either on my own website, my shop at Aereo by Ingram Spark, or a link to the book depository. In case you don't know yet about the book depository, they sell books worldwide for a great price and no one pays any postage regardless of where in the world you are. Books are available to customers around the world, so there is no need to geo-target your links. That's very handy. Book Depository is owned by Amazon, and they take their inventory from Amazon if you only upload your print book to KDP and have checked the extended distribution box, or otherwise from IngramSpark. I advocate using IngramSpark, but that's a matter for a different episode. My spreadsheet also contains my blurb in HTML format and the Books to Read link. If you're not familiar with Books to Read, it is a link shortening and redirection site by the aggregator Draft2Digital, and it's very handy for providing one link to all your books. You don't need to sell through Draft2Digital to be able to create these links. The user will click it and gets taken to a page with all the buy options for the book. 
the user can choose which retailer to use as default. So the next time they click a Books to Read link, they will get taken straight to the retailer. Then my spreadsheet also contains links to the cover image, the audio cover, one or two reviews that I might use as pull quotes, and a sample from the book of about 500 words, also formatted in HTML. All this takes up about 30 columns. So all in, this is a large spreadsheet that tells me in one row for each book all the things I want to be able to grab quickly for that book when someone asks for it. Like, for example, when I have a promotion and I need all the links, or when someone asks for a handy pull quote or a sample from the book, so I don't need to go back to a retailer website and search for a quote that I like, or go to the book itself to choose a sample, I just copy and paste. This is a great use for a spreadsheet, but you can take its use much further. I use the spreadsheet to make my website pages. When you think of it, each page for each of your books on your website contains the same type of information in the same format. It has a title, the title of the series, the number in the series, the blurb, the cover image, and links to where people can buy the book. You might want to add a sample, some pull quotes, another link where people can find links to smaller retailers, and links to the audio and print versions. If you have paid attention, you'll have noticed that these things were all columns in my spreadsheet. So I have all this information in a nice and handy place from where I can easily copy it to quickly make the book pages, right? No, 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 no. We're going to be much smarter than that. The beauty of spreadsheets is also that you can merge information, like in a word, mail merge, where you spit out hundreds of letters that address each person individually with their name and address at the top. I assume companies don't do this very much anymore. But get this, because your website pages have similar content, you can mail merge them with a spreadsheet. The format on the web page is controlled by HTML code. HTML is a pretty simple code framework for formatting text displayed on a screen. You only need an image tag, links, body text and a header. It's easy. Write a template with HTML code that contains placeholder tags for the title, series title, image, blurb, and links. Then merge it with the cells from your spreadsheet to create a chunk of HTML code in one cell that you can drop into your website. And then, if you want to update anything in your book's description on your website, you only need to change it in your master sheet and then copy and paste a single cell in the code editing window of your website and Bob's your uncle. For those who get a little baffled by what I mean, I have written a very simple example that you can download for free. I have included a couple of my books as examples to show you what it does, but you're free to copy it and use it for yourself. You can adapt this spreadsheet to include other information. I make all my web pages with it, both the listings on the main site and the landing pages, as well as the lists of all books in this series and lists of my audiobooks. 
the spreadsheet I use is optimized for SEO, with the SEO keyword being the title of the book and my name, so that is also automated. I'm sure other people can think of many different ways in which you can use a spreadsheet to maintain the book's metadata. So in between the vellum master file, which contains the actual book, plus front matter and back matter, and the spreadsheet, I have all information in a central place, which also means that if something goes wrong, like my website gets hacked, I can easily and quickly recreate it from the spreadsheet. But websites are a subject for another episode. Thank you for listening to The Happy Writer Show. Check out links and information about other episodes on my website at pattyjansen.com, where you can also find out about my books. You can support me by subscribing to the show or on Patreon at patreon.com slash pattyjansen.com.